0: Welcome to Contractor Cuts, where we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of growing a successful contracting company. Welcome back to Contractor Cuts. My name is Clark Turner. And I'm Jared Flo. Thank you for joining us again. So this week, we are talking about finances. One, The number one question I think guys have for us coming into this is, how do I understand my numbers how do I what should I be looking at yeah. my numbers are all over the place month to month i don't know how to to track it how to look at it and really the way that most contractors run is i'm doing my work and i'll look at the numbers at the end and see if i got money left over yeah. right and yeah. or i look at my bank account and i got 130k in it so i must be doing good uh-huh. right uh-huh. and so today we're going to break down how you should look at your numbers. Well, right? and, and
1: when they're when there's no money in the bank account, yeah that it, it they don't know why. The, that's the that's the problem. Is it's you know running it where you know I, I spend everything on my credit card and then I invoice my client, deposit the money, and if I have more money than I deposited and can pay off my credit card, I did good. Yeah, um uh, that's good and fine as a small you know one man show type of thing. But if you're going to grow in any nature, you have to know how to understand your numbers to be able to make business decisions based on your finances. And that way of doing it is just, it's too cloudy. You you can't do it
0: that way. Well, and in construction, it's, it's one of the only, only companies or only really areas of, of work that you oftentimes get paid up front for money uh, for work that is not going to be received for two, three months. Right. So, an invoice in our industry isn't money earned. Mm-hmm. An invoice in our industry is how much money I want you to give me so I can either spend it on your job or I've already spent it. Yeah,
1: Like a, like a, a warehouse sends out, you know, uh, five crates of trinkets to their client and then sends an invoice to them. Yep. They have… Rendered the services and send them an invoice for hey, this is coming to you, you owe us this money, you know,
0: whatever. Yep, it's That's- a straight ex- exchange. So when they create the invoice, when you go to Amazon and buy a set of headphones, right, I, I go on there and I give them the money, right, I make the purchase and then they send me the headphones. And yep. so their cost is building those headphones, their invoice is for what they're delivering on what they've already spent. Mm-hmm. And in construction, mm-hmm. Many, many, many times you're invoicing work that hasn't started. So you can yeah. send an invoice for $50,000 while well, I've spent nothing. And so on my, my P&L, my profit and loss report, it's showing a $50,000 gain and zero uh, expenses. Yeah. So it and looks like a positive.
1: We've talked about this before. Yeah. Also, that you know, in that scenario, there's a high possibility that I look in my bank account and I've got a ton of cash, Yeah, which means, oh, man, I'm doing really, really well. No, nah, not really because yeah. a large amount of that – front end deposit has to be paid to execute the work that that 50 grand was for.
0: Yep. You're going to spend 80 grand on that job total Yeah, and you got 50, yes, but you don't have 50 to spend and pull out and put in your pocket. That's right. So today we're going to talk about what numbers should you be looking at and how to accurately find those numbers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then next week we're going to talk about, okay, now I know my numbers. I know what I'm looking for. What should I be doing week in and week out? to to manage and 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 understand my numbers as they change to help me start looking and projecting in the next month and the yep. month after to where I'm not reactive as we've always talked about uh-huh. but I'm proactive with how I'm I'm dealing with cash
1: well and in in this industry because it is a a cash in, cash out industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that piece of it, learning how to do that well will cre- will, will decrease your stress tremendously. That's so right. it's really, really important.
0: So there's three main things if you're if you're new at looking at finances or if you've been doing it for a while. We want to start with three main numbers that you're going to find. Yeah. First number is your revenue, mm-hmm. right on on a P and L. If you're looking at QuickBooks, it's whatever invoices you've sent is what they count as your revenue. For us, we view revenue in two different columns. You've got your earned revenue Mm -hmm. and the unearned future revenue, right? And so for us, if uh, we have a $100,000 job and I get a 50% deposit up front, so I get $50,000 deposited in my bank account, all of that is unearned. Now, if I go and buy 10 grand worth of materials Mm -hmm. and there's a 30% markup on the job across the board, I can say okay well I've earned 13 grand right I've earned the 10 that I've spent right. in the 30% markup so there's 13 grand in out of this 50 that is earned quote unquote mm-hmm. 10 I spent the other 3 is in my could be put in my pocket but there's still thirty-seven thousand dollars sitting there that is unearned. But if you look at my numbers, it's it's an invoice, and QuickBooks tells me that I got that cash in my bank, and I'm mm-hmm. good to go. And that's
1: that's how a P and L can really throw you off. Yes, yeah, especially yeah. in construction. Mm-hmm. So that
0: that's that's what we're looking for is your earned revenue. Uh, if you're looking at your whole re- revenue as a whole, that we can use that number, but it's going to be less accurate. Yeah,
1: you just need to know what you're what, what you're looking at when you take on when you're looking at your whole number as revenue. Yep, some of that is going to be earned and some of that is going to be unearned, and you need to know what's what.
0: Yep. So that's that's the the revenue that that mm-hmm. we're going to be looking at. That's the, that's the first number. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert: in the few months, we're releasing uh, the program inside of our software to be able to get this number with a click of a click button. Of a button. So you right. can see your earned versus unearned per job across the board for the month however you want to look at it. No other software has yeah. that out there right now. Yeah. So that that's coming uh in our report section. But going back to what we're doing the three different things we've got the in, the revenue that we're looking at. Yeah. Next, we call cost of goods and for us and this is this is where people get lost sometimes. We we don't try Uh, You've got to draw a line as to what you're counting as cost of goods Mm -hmm. and what you're counting as overhead expense, Uh, right? And so for us, we divide it up this way. Cost of goods is labor and materials Mm -hmm. that I'm spending on this specific job, right? And for us, we are a project management GC company. So that means we don't have any labor on staff. We don't have uh, our handyman or a painter staff member that's a W-2. Right. Every single labor that is happening on the job. 1099 subconscious Are all 1099. And and we've set it up that way on purpose, and and we'll debate you on it forever as this is the best setup for a company and why. Uh, But that's for another podcast. Uh, So we take how much we've spent on labor and materials for that job, Mm -hmm. and that is our cost of goods. Yeah. Now – a third column is our overhead operations expenses. Yeah. right. Here's a, here's a,
1: uh, a a clarity, a little yeah. bit of clarity on that one. Um, if I'm working, it, it's uh, cost of goods sold is any dollar that I spend on anything for a specific job. Yep. Um, and and a, a way to understand that is we have two different tool categories in our in our uh, accounting. Mm-hmm. We have one that is factored into cost of goods sold because I needed to buy a tool to execute that job—a
0: saw blade for the demo. Right, right. We're, we're using it up on that house.
1: I have a um, a tool line in my uh, finances that are in the overhead, which we're going to talk about in a second. That is a company cost that's not associated with a singular job. I needed it for that job, but I didn't need to spend. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I didn't need to spend five hundred dollars to buy that saw for this job. I bought. I spent five hundred dollars to buy the saw for the company, and was able to execute using it on that job. But it's not. Only for that job. So it's on a overhead cost, not a cost of goods. So there's kind of a line yep. there. Any dollar that I spend only for a, a specific job, yep. labor, materials, some of that that we do is um, if we go rent a, uh, a, a piece of machinery, that is associated with a job. I don't, I don't own that. I didn't buy that. But I spent money on that skid steer or pressure washer or whatever it was. I spent money on that for a specific job, so it goes under cost of goods sold. Yeah. Let's take a quick break.
0: Hey, real quick. You're listening to this podcast because you are growing your company to the next level. Getting efficient, building structure, and creating organization is a foundation of growth. We've created ProStruck360 software so you can spend less time doing paperwork and more time growing your company. Sign up today for free at ProStruck360.com. Whether you're using our free version to send estimates and invoices and getting paid online, or you choose one of our paid subscriptions to add in sending work orders, email, and QuickBooks integrations, and so much more, stop putting off what you know is necessary to get to the next level. Take control of your growth at ProStruck360.com. And now some guys are like, hey, you know, I got a lot of extra profit in this job. I need this saw. I'm going to go and buy this saw on this job. Sure. That's great. If you're a one-man show, two-man show, and that's that's how you're justifying some purchases here and there, what what you're really doing is spending the profits of the company on stuff that you want permanently, not yeah. not necessarily for that job. Do it how, how, how you want. But accounting-wise, we want to start separating what's being spent for that specific job mm-hmm. versus what's an overhead cost, cost of... The office cost of insurance, cost of uh, the power bill, utilities, employees. And so here's another one where we we like to really decipher the difference between cost of goods Mm -hmm. and overhead costs. And for us, my project manager, I could take his pay and divide it between the five jobs he's running this week, right? I can say he works 50 hours this week, he's on five jobs, that's 10 hours per job, let's divide it up and do that. That is a lot of extra work, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how we categorize it. If I'm if I'm categorizing more expenses in my cost of goods, mm-hmm. my profit percentage is going to be lower, and that's okay. Right. I can be at twenty percent profit if I'm categorizing my my employees' time yeah. per job.
1: But the balancing out of that is my overhead cost percentage is, is going to be lower. Less. Yeah. yeah,
0: and so yeah. the way that we like to divide it up, and that we teach guys the the cleanest way to do it, so you can scale your company is we have an overhead cost, which includes all of our labor... I'm sorry, all of our uh, W-2 employees' mm-hmm. payroll.
1: Office manager,
0: project, project managers, management. management. General manager. Yeah. Everyone yeah. that is a W-2 is in the overhead expense that's shared by all the jobs. Mm-hmm. And then our, our cost of goods is labor and material spent solely on that one job. Yeah. And we're, we're harping on this pretty hard because all of your numbers Are dependent on this. I hate when I see contractors arguing online about, oh, I charge thirty percent, I charge twenty percent, I charge forty percent. Yeah, of what? Of of what are you? What are you calculating those numbers on? Because me charging twenty percent might be more money than you charging forty percent. Because I'm charging twenty percent of all of my overhead, right? Versus you're charging forty percent of just the labor that you're doing, Right. right? And so there's the percentage where you charge doesn't matter it's how you're categorizing your expenses and how much profit i want above and beyond that and you can't do that on a micro level per job i can't determine the end of the year profit for the company Mm -hmm. on on a per job uh estimating yeah and
1: that i mean that that statement goes back to something we've said before is like if i want to be a big company i have to act like one first and yes as a one-man show a small company you can manage it that way. Yeah. By individual job, I'm just gonna determine how much profit. I'm gonna I'm gonna inch this one up and I'm gonna see if I can slide this one under for this client at forty percent, forty five percent. And you land it and what oh, I'm making all this money and whatever. And that that's fine. You can run that way, but you're not going to grow a large business by operating that way because it's not sustainable. You yep. can't run that. You have to have it dialed into something that you know your numbers you know your break-even point you know i've got to hit these numbers at this profit to just pay the bills yep
0: so those three numbers your revenue yeah your cost of goods yep. your labor material cost uh on average per job or across the board and then your overhead expenses right yep. all, of, all of any sort of operational expenses that you have that can't be tied to a job is that third category yeah Right. So we're going to take those three numbers and come up with all of our other numbers. Yep. That's This is how we determine if we're charging enough. This is how we determine what we should be profit-wise charging. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing also that we see with smaller companies is they don't understand that profit decreases on the exact same dollar as you grow. Right. right. And so – Today, on a, we have five levels of company. We teach four. The fifth level is when you start multiplying the other cities and, and start duplicating the, the other locations. But the, the first level, you're making 22% take-home profit, right? 22 mm-hmm. cents of every dollar goes in your pocket when you're a one-man show owner our level one. Level two, it's about 17%. Level three, it's about 12%. By the time you get to level four, you're at eight. You, your goal is 8%, which yeah. is double industry a- yeah. a- average. But yeah. our goal is I want to be 8%. And beyond that, we try and stay around 8% in level five and beyond. But that being said... As you grow and once you get to a, a a tiered company where you have a manager over your project managers yep. who are over your crews and you've got that three-level tier of a company that, mm-hmm. you, that you have to get to to have a solid, large, decent-sized company, right. once you get to that level, you're making 8% at the end of the day, mm-hmm. which means uh, we're trying to hit 47% labor. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to hit 21%, 22% uh, materials and then I've got 30 to 31% left over of profit. Yeah. And of that profit, I'm spending 22% of it on my overhead costs. Yeah. So I'm making 8% and that's a really really good number to make. Yeah. If now, you're
1: making if if you're averaging 32% profit, that means that you're you're you take out the 20 22%, you're making 10%, which your uh, bottom line making 10% is yeah. really killing it. You're doing a great job. Odds are making 30%, 30, 32% is not reasonable. It's especially in large jobs, you're in the 25%, 28% maybe, right? And then you take 22% out of that,
0: right? Your your number of eight's dropping. Yeah. Well, and a lot of this is, ba- I mean, our numbers are based on a residential renovation company, mm-hmm, right? And mm-hmm. so you get into building, let's say. Yeah. As a builder, I can do a lot more money, a lot more work, and invoice a lot more in a smaller amount of time with less overhead. Right. So I can work for 18 percent mm-hmm. profit. Now mm-hmm. again, you need to look as a builder. I might be able to invoice five hundred thousand dollars on this one build in eight months, right. seven months, and six months. Yeah. That that's great. You, maybe you're hitting eighty thousand dollars a month on that build, uh, as opposed to a renovator who might on a hundred thousand dollar or a you know five hundred thousand dollar renovation might take twelve months. Right. And so I need to cover my overhead for those extra months. Mm -hmm. So I need a higher profit percentage because there's more work, there's more handholding and you have to understand that and what you're doing and how much you're giving to your client. And that's what I need to charge for. How much time is this going to take? That's why we have two different divisions. One works with investors and and quick in and out where you're not going to get the same level of service, but you're also not paying the homeowner pricing, Mm -hmm. right? And so we understand what product people want to buy and we price that product of how much time and how much I can complete at one time. Right. Right. And so we, we look at it that way. And we say, okay, so how do we get to uh, looking at our overhead? How do we get our overhead covered? Right. So if you're a one-man show, two-man show, if you've got a, a, a $10 million company, whatever size you are, your first stop in understanding your numbers is how much am I spending on overhead? Yeah. Which is my salary, my assistant salary, the office manager, a project manager, uh, the cost of your office, the, the light, the bill, toilet the power. paper, mm-hmm. every, everything that you spend that's not on a job site, how much is it? Write right. it all out. If you, you should have it in some sort of QuickBooks or accounting system to see it, but you need to write out exactly how much you, you think it is. Yeah. So if I, if I look at it, it's going to be for our company. Let's look at our company upstairs. We spend $10,000 per project manager on overhead for them. That's their salary, that's the insurance increase when they bring in their work. We know how much work each PM is going to do. We have to pay more Gas, insurance. benefits, apparel. Yep. All, 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 all that of stuff. that stuff. Uh, cell phone. Everything that we, we, we do, we have to pay for and account for. So mm-hmm. when we look at our company, every project manager is about $10,000 a month, depending, mm-hmm. uh, give or take. But on an average, let's say our PM is making $65,000 to $70,000 in a year. Yeah. For us, that's costing us about one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year, almost yeah. double. Yeah, almost double. And people are blown away when they start looking at these numbers mm-hmm. because it's like, well, you know, I made one hundred and fifty last year. If I hire someone, you know, I still that's going to cost me seventy, and so yeah. I still got some money left over. No, it's going to cost you one hundred and twenty.
1: Well, I spend uh, five hundred dollars a month on them in gas. Yep. Right. Uh, the, I mean, there's just all of those things that. I've got an extra $2,500, 3000 $4,000 a month that I pay above and beyond their salary yep. Yep. just to keep them
0: functioning. Yep. So you, you need to understand for us, it, when we break down our overhead expense even deeper, we've mm-hmm. got two columns inside of our overhead expense, right? We've got our producer's. Right. We call our project managers the producers because every if I can hire more producers, I'm making more money. That's our right. sales guys. That's so, those are our project managers. Mm-hmm. And then we've got our operational costs, which mm-hmm. is our office manager, our general manager, any sort of management above our project managers, yeah. as well as all of the office expenses, insurance, and everything else. Yeah. So we divide our overhead into those two columns where one is tied to every single project manager and one is tied to all the other expenses. Right. Right. That way I can say a new project manager hire – Is going to cost me ten thousand dollars a month, yeah. And I know that it's going to take me two to three months to get them up. So I know I need to put aside twenty thousand dollars for month one and month two of that new project manager not invoicing. Mm -hmm. If you think you can get by on just you know I'm going to pay this guy four grand a month until he gets going, and it's only going to cost me eight, you it's not going to only cost you. Don't lie to yourself. Understand the numbers.
1: Well, another another place of clarity is, is as as an owner of a company, you have Absolute right, and should be running what you can through the business. Yep. But the money that you are spending to pay for your light bill, your truck, your eating out, you know, whatever whatever it is that you have a right as a as a business owner to be spending, those are not business expenses. Those come out of the bottom line profit. So mm-hmm. you need to have a separate category that is owner
0: uh, uh, owner. expenses so we call it non-shared and so Mm. there are a certain amount of personal expenses as the owner of the company that i can run through this company legitimately yeah legitimately Mm -hmm. i can do it and it's not ripping off for tax purposes but it's it's something that i can justify as an expense that if i didn't have this company i'd have to spend anyways probably Uh, let's say i'm going to go to a conference in miami and i'm going but i chose to and i don't have to go but Mm -hmm. i want to go do this to further my education I can identify this in our in, in our accounting and say, "Hey, this is me spending our profits on my growth." Right. And So let's. I want to categorize that separately because at the end of the year, I, we can go back and say, "Okay, well, we spent four grand on on personal company expenses," right. and we can identify the difference of what what is actual profit and mm-hmm. what was spent pro, spent profit Clari- on. Clarity on, growth.
1: on clarity on that is that I, I I want to remove those out the 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 owners. Um, expenses don't need to come out of the 8%. It needs to, you need to go to the, it actually comes out of the 8%. The owner's Mm expenses don't need to reduce that 8% to six and a half because and and now your net profit is six and a half. Yeah. You don't factor that in. You factor it in afterwards so that you can see, you know, what my net profit is in
0: line where it needs yeah. to be. Really, but, I view it like if I fire this guy, if I fire myself and yeah. hire someone in, what am I going to have to? What expenses will I will I have to cover? Right. So, if I hired a, a general manager to replace me, and I'm going to pay for a truck, I'm going to pay 400 bucks a month for a basic little cheap truck that we put some money down on. That's a a Colorado or something like that. That, That's great. That's an affordable truck. Maybe for me, though, personally, I want to upgrade and get a $90,000 truck. Well, the difference of what I would be paying someone versus what I'm going to pay myself, I'm considering that. You know what? That's me just spending a little more on myself because I like it. Uh I'm not dodging taxes. I'm not doing anything illegal. But I'm saying, hey, you know what? I wouldn't buy a normal guy. I wouldn't have a $1200 a month payment for a normal GM. Right. But I'm so I'm going to classify that to to understand this is part of profit. Yeah. Again, we're we're getting into the weeds. Yeah, that's
1: a, I was about to say that's a that's a little bit of a rabbit trail, but yep. it's interesting. I, I just kind of thought about the owner and and and, and uh, making a comment about that. But getting back to the reason for understanding your overhead. Yep. That's where if you can find what your total cost is for overhead, mm-hmm. that's where you start to determine what's my what's my break even point. Yep. What is your average profit that you're shooting for? Um and maybe not shooting for, what do you what are you average hitting on profit, right? If you're shooting for 25 and you you really hit 20% by yep. everything all said and done. Okay, great. Then take your take your overhead number Let's just call it ten thousand dollars just for ease of numbers. Okay. If your overhead is ten thousand mm-hmm. bucks, divide that number by point two, which is twenty percent. What that does is that gives you the revenue number that you have to hit while making twenty percent profit on it to be able to cover all of your overhead and all the bills are paid. Yep. Everybody's got a paycheck, all the lights are paid for, the facilities paid for, the gas is paid for, all of that stuff's taken care of. I haven't made any money. Yeah, but everything's covered and paid for that gives you your break even point that now I can start looking into the future of the year of the company and start making plans. Okay. I have, I got to break even. I got to hit 50 grand per month, per per month. I got to hit 50 grand per month of revenue. And I've got one project manager who's kind of an assistant right now, but he's getting up and running and me, well, I'm, I'm running, you know, a couple of jobs and he's running a couple of jobs. We can easily hit 50, 100 is easy for us to hit, great. Okay, so now you know, as you start reviewing these numbers on a monthly basis or quarterly basis, whichever one you wanna do, you know that if you start seeing months that dip down that you only invoice 40 grand, you know you lost money that month. Mm-hmm unless you look to the previous month and you did 120,000 yeah. that 20% like okay you know what i invoiced a bunch in in january and i, I you know paid it out and I paid out some of my labor and stuff yeah. in february some of that happens but it gives you that break even point so you know what you're looking at you know i've got to be above this number and it gives you some security to know you know what i i'm i'm not hitting the number that i want to be at but i know that i'm doing well and i i know when i'm dropped below this line it needs to raise a flag is there a problem yeah. do i need to address this yeah right? Well,
0: and it also helps you say okay i'm at 20 percent. i need to be at least at 25 percent to cover my overhead now right mm-hmm. so you look at it with that with your simple numbers instead of you 50, calling me simple uh, your your simple numbers oh, okay. for you to understand <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you, you look at the number and say, okay, hey, I can't, I'm not doing 50 at 10, you know, obviously at 10,000 a month and overhead, you don't have an employee. It's just right. you, yeah, your yeah. truck and some insurance and that sort of thing. So you're looking and saying, I'm not hitting 50 a month. So I'm only hitting 40 a month. Right. Okay. So let's look at that. If you, at 40 a month, you need to increase your profit because uh-huh. you're not, it's not profit. Right. You're not even breaking even, uh-huh. right? Or you can say, if I go to 25% and I'm doing 50 a month that I'm now making profit on the uh-huh. company above and beyond what I'm covering. Right. So you're you're you gotta look at those numbers and understand what should I be charging, what am I charging, right? We usually drop between what you are charging and what you're what you end up at the end of the year, right. three to five percent. Yeah. If you're really good, you're at three percent, right? I, I was aiming for thirty, I ended at twenty seven. Yeah. I was aiming for thirty five, ended at thirty two. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're very inefficient, I was aiming for thirty. I ended at eighteen. Yeah. I was aiming for thirty-five. I ended at fifteen. Right. If, if understanding that efficiency is important, but knowing what you're actually hitting is the most important. Mm-hmm. Not what you're quote unquote marking for. up. Oh right, right, right? Yeah. Not not what uh, well on my on my estimates I do it at thirty-five percent every time. Well, great. You're hitting twenty-five percent profit. Yeah. So let's look at that number, yeah. not what you think you're. you're well, making and,
1: up. and I th- I think you know by exactly what you said, I think that that kind of go it shows you that by knowing and understanding these numbers it it allows you to be able to make decisions it it allows you to um determine if you can hire somebody or not it it allows you to um uh, when you're not hitting the numbers that you need to you go in and you look at your cost of goods sold yeah your cost of goods sold should be 68 percent total yeah of of your um, of what your revenue is, whatever your invoice is, if you invoice somebody for ten thousand dollars, sixty eight hundred bucks of that should be labor and materials. Just roundabouts, just kind of a target. But by knowing those numbers, if I'm not if if I'm not hitting the profit numbers that I'm supposed to be hitting, go in and dive into that, and uh, you know what. I'm not at 60. I've been spending 75% on labor and materials. Why is that? I'm missing my estimates. I'm is, is, yeah. miss, missing my estimates. Do I have a project manager who's just throwing cash to keep a guy happy? Are we doing a bunch of free fixes at the end that I'm paying a guy for? Mm-hmm. Right? It's those type of things that help you dial in those numbers. Um, but knowing those numbers and reviewing them on a regular basis, you as an owner of a company should be able to kind of spout out an estimated roundabout for all of these numbers off the top of your head pretty yep. much any given moment. I think if we, you know, asked our GM of the GC company, he would be able to spout out those numbers pretty yep. quickly and easily because he's constantly in them because he knows the power of the decisions of the direction of the company that he's trying to make and the hires and new business and opportunities he's trying to do. He's got to know those numbers. Yep. And so I, I think there's an incredible value of, one, knowing how to get to those numbers, and two, reviewing them on a regular basis. Yeah. If I, and this moves into the next space. If we're looking to make changes, um, new business, uh, look to make a new hire, what does that look like as we're moving forward? How do, I, how do I determine if I can afford to make a new hire or take on some new business? based on these numbers.
0: Yeah, you can, you can take it and look at it and say, hey, okay, we know that we've got these jobs planned through the next six months. I've mm-hmm. got this, this, and this. I can look at this revenue. I think I can make it month over month. Right now, our costs are X, which means our our... Revenue that we have projected with the profit that we've got built into this job is well beyond what our costs are right now. Yeah. So I can burn 20 grand on this new hire. I can, I'm can. i looking at it, I'm gonna spend 10 grand this month, 10 grand next month, and hopefully break even the next month on right. this guy. If he doesn't work by month three, I'm now hiring a second person. So now I'm at 40 grand I'm mm-hmm. spending. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta understand that and know that because they're not gonna make money day one. Right. And so I'm looking at it saying, this person who I hire, I've got so much work that I'm saying no to or pushing six months out. I can increase our work by month three by, for our company – Here's our number. Sixty three, sixty four thousand mm-hmm. dollars a month of invoicing is our break even for a new PM. Yeah. So if they're if you're hitting below that, if you're listening as an employee, if you're hitting <laughs> con- consistently below that number, you're not going to work here we're, anymore.
1: We're paying you to work for us. Yep. Or, or the,
0: whatever. But we're we're paying to own this company. <clears throat> we're not right. making money off. That's of it. right. So yeah. it's thin margins, but we we understand. I got to be at sixty four thousand mm-hmm. dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we set our ours that we wanna hit seventy eight, seventy nine thousand a month, seventy eight five is our is our minimum. And that way that the difference of that, not not a whole lot, fifteen thousand, and if we're yeah. making thirty percent, maybe we're making four to five thousand on a on an average month off of PM. Right. If if everything goes well and if there's no expenses and if the trucks don't break and if this doesn't happen, if, right. you know right. everything's perfect. That that's our goal. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not here to make fifty thousand dollars a month per PM. You're yeah. not going to do that, even though you're increasing your revenue by that. Mm-hmm. You're also increasing your costs. Yeah. So we're we're looking at all that. We're projecting out when I make a hire, how much revenue should I be at, and how much do I need to get to? Where am I going to get that new work yeah. from? How am I going to increase by? you know, six, seven, $800,000 of business this year, just to make this one higher, mm-hmm. um, to break even, right? right. I can increase by eight, $800,000 worth of work and make no more money right. for doing all that extra labor as a business owner. Yeah. So there's a lot of aspects that you got to look into, but understanding those three things get you, get you all the information, yeah. right? So the last thing to hit is there's two main numbers that we pull out of these. We have our gross profit. Mm-hmm internet profit. So with our company, I want to be hitting 30% gross profit. Gross is cost of goods at minus revenue minus cost of goods. I invoiced $100,000. I spent 68,000. Uh, my gross profit is 32,000 or 32%. Right, That's a great number. I want to be between 28 and 32% mm-hmm. for my gross profit. And then my overhead costs 22%. are 21, 22%. If mm-hmm. we can get tight, get it down to 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we, we try and keep it below 22%, but that's that's about where it's going to be. So if I can hit it at 22, mm-hmm. as a company this month, I made 10%. Yeah. If we did $500,000 of work, we made $50,000 as a company. This and everybody's month. paid, oh, there's no money owed to anybody. I made 50 grand. Yep. Part yep. of that overhead, though, and one thing that, that you got to remember to include is debt payback. Yep. Most guys have debt, and that's not on your P and L. Debt pay, debt repayment is is on your balance sheet, not your P and L. So it's harder to see. Yeah, um, outside of the interest. But again, getting in the weeds. What uh, what the goal is, is to understand how much money is going to go out month over month over month over month. Mm-hmm. How do we reduce that, but also increase the revenue while we're doing it? That's right. And to make sure we have the right percentage that we're we're marking everything up to to where we're we're hitting profitability consistently Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. next week we are going to talk about when you have all these numbers i take all these numbers how do i look at this on a weekly basis right we have some requirements that our gm does as well as our office manager prepares some some uh, reports for them uh and our head of construction also has his role in it too to to understand what what he he needs to do so next week we're going to walk through Wednesday meetings yeah do okay. you
1: do you find yourself uh you know on a weekly basis or monthly basis having the thought of like do I am I gonna have enough money yeah. to pay for everything I don't I don't know how much is owed am I how much is coming into me and there's that stress there's worry there's anxiety of I've got money going out that I know is going out but I'm not sure if I'm gonna have where's w- w- the money coming where's in the from? money coming coming yeah. from right yeah. and you look in your bank account and you're like well, I should have 100000 in there, but I've only got 30000 in you know. So that's what next week, the next podcast is going to be about. Yep. How do we organize that to decrease that level of stress yep. and organize, here's how much money, I, I, here's how I manage my money on a weekly basis.
0: If you want a software that integrates into your QuickBooks, that runs a lot of your numbers for you and handles pushing all of this information back and forth please go to our website, proservealliance.com. Our, yep. our software is killer at this. If you want to sit down and talk and show us your numbers, want, to, want us to help you di- dive into your numbers, as well as figure out a game plan for the next 12 months as to who you're going to hire, when you're going to hire, how this happens to get you profitable, and how, how we grow you over the next 12 months. Please reach out to us. Shoot us an email. We've got (laughs) got some availability in terms of the coaching side. We'd love to talk with you. Uh, We're taking on a couple more coaching clients uh, fairly soon. So we'd love to uh, talk if you're interested. We'll see you guys on the next podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.